The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Voice America welcomes you to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Now, here's the host and CEO of BR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Happy Thursday, everybody. Today we're talking about one of my favorite topics, law enforcement. And this show, we are going to be honoring the sheriff of Ventura County, Bob Brooks. And we're honoring him because he's about to retire after 37 years of law enforcement, including 12 years as a sheriff. Welcome, Bob. Hi, Cindy. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing very well, thank you. And yourself? I'm doing great. I bet you you're used to waking up at like 4 a.m. You know, the phone rings. That's one of the things I won't miss. The phone rings at all hours of the night. Yeah, and you got to be there. I mean, if something breaks, if there's a crisis that needs the sheriff's attention, when you are called, you can't say I'm sleeping, can you? No, and you really don't want to. That's why you get into this line of work. You want to be in the middle of where the action is. Oh, absolutely. Well, congratulations. I, does it feel real that you're at this part of your career where you could finally um, celebrate your retirement and actually um, use the celebration to bring attention and some sponsorship dollars to a great cause? Well, it, it, during your last year, you start counting that this is the last time I'm going to give this speech or attend that event, and that that becomes kind of a poignant reminder that you know after a lot of years, you're going to change your life significantly. But uh, I, if I had a retirement event at all, I wanted to use it for a charitable cause and something that benefited the department, and I'm excited to be able to do that. And there's so much that the department does, and we're going to talk a lot about it. I'm going to make you giggle a little bit. Um, I had to report a lost wallet to um, Lost Hills in Agora, where, you know, you know I'm familiar with that neighborhood. Right. And when I was talking to the officer on duty, um, we talked, I brought up Ventura County Sheriff's Foundation. I brought up the fact that we were working on a couple of events, and he just smiled from ear to ear, and he said, you know what, we get so much more support from Ventura County than we ever did from LAPD. <laughs> and I thought that was a very, a very nice compliment, and from what I've seen in law enforcement efforts, probably very true in this neighborhood. Well, one of the things that's been a real blessing here in, in this area of, of Ventura County and our, our neighbors you know, to the south is we've had a very good relationship. We consider a crime a regional problem. We address it together. We work as partners uh, we have very good relationships and interactions, so I'm uh, pleased to hear that. Yeah, no, you get good inter-law enforcement PR, and I think that's in, in this day and age of um, law enforcement and all kinds of governmental cutbacks, when you see um, an, one arm supporting the other, you feel that there's a great sense of community. But I'm going to ask you to reflect, since this show is all about you, 
Um, on some of the highlights of your career, Bob, I mean, you've been um, the sheriff for 12 years and 37 years of law enforcement is a long time, but we could start in terms of your, um, you know, your first stint in law enforcement. How did you learn that you wanted to go into law enforcement as a career? And, of course, some of the highlights when you were sheriff of Ventura County. I'd be happy to talk about that. I I was married when I was 20. My wife was 18. I had one year of college. Uh, was working as an operations officer t- trainee at a bank that was bought out and found myself unemployed. And I started looking around at how futile short-term jobs are. And, and my grandfather had been a, a police lieutenant in Montreal. And so I had a little bit of a affinity toward it. A, a neighbor invited me to come test for the Ventura County Sheriff's Office. I, I really had not, would not have made that decision that quickly on my own, but uh, there were about 600 people testing. They only had five positions open. Most of them had been military policemen who were out of the service, those kinds of things, <clears throat> or were reserve deputies. And I thought, I don't have a chance at all. I ended up passing the test and being accepted. And I, one of the driving forces was back then they would fund your college education uh, if you served a certain number of years, kind of like ROTC. And I, I knew that I couldn't afford a college education without it. So I thought, well, I'll do this for a number of years and then get my education and then move on to something else. But after about three year, three days in the academy, I thought, I love this. <laughs> I I'll can't bet. believe they're paying me to do this job. Um, and, and so it, it's been a great career. And I, as I reflect on uh, the time as sheriff in my last 12 years, one of the things that we really wanted to do was establish a culture of excellence here in the department. It was a very good department. Uh, you know, I'm very proud of what they are, but there were some things that we thought we could, could improve. And we designed a value structure based on six points of honor, made that the standard by which we recruit, we retrain, we promote, uh, you know, that and our mission guide, everything that we do. And we think that's really foundationally changed us and uh, certainly improved our relationship with the public. Uh, we had, with the year that I came in, I think we had 12 shootings and eight fatalities, and many of them suicide by cop involving the mentally ill. We've almost completely eliminated that uh, through a, a number of different programs. We're a much safer department, both for the officers and, and for the public. Uh, done a really I, good you know, job when you Google Ventura pardon? County Sheriff's um, Department or Foundation, you mm-hmm. never know what you're going to find in that in that long dark hole of Google rankings, right? Oh, that's true. Um, but it's um, I, it, there were some blurbs that were easily found that talked about the fact that Ventura County is one of the safest counties in the United States. And you know, look, um, I don't know if this was editorial facts, but you see, to, you seem to see that as a recurring theme, and that's no easy task. And it's probably because of these systems that you put into place that helped the world see in what can be done right in law enforcement to keep a county safe. Well, I believe that's true, and the challenge has been, uh, you know, we we have been at that level here in the county. We've, we're traditionally either the safest urban area west of the Mississippi or sometimes west of Lancaster, Pennsylvania, which is Amish country, and I'm not sure we'll ever beat that. They don't even drive cars. But... Uh, it's been more of a challenge because we have a full third fewer deputies working in the county areas and, and out of the county general fund than we had 10 years ago because of 
the California budget. So we're, we're maintaining the same standard, but it becomes increasingly more difficult. And that's one of the uh, pivotal things behind you know, supporting the Venture County Sheriff's Foundation is we need public support to, to do things like have canine programs and search and rescue programs and things that are not mandated but of tremendous value, and, and the public has stepped up to help us be able to do that. And it seems that you have a highly supportive public. I'm going to talk about these events throughout the course of the show so that when people go back and listen, they'll know that they'll have some opportunities to contribute to keep you in that Google ranking as one of the safest counties in the U.S. And um, there's two events that are coming up in conjunction with your retirement to honor you and celebrate the county. And um, the larger event is October 30th, and that's pretty much open to anyone that wants to buy a ticket. Am I correct, Bob? That's true. Okay, so it's huge. It's at um, Air Force Pavilion 1 at the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library. I think that you're going to have all kinds of entertainment and auctions and great food. Did you get the entertainment locked in, Bob? Are you able to talk about that yet? Uh, We do have it locked in. We have uh, three vocalists that are among my favorites. Uh, Don Reed is uh, a local vocalist who's just got an outstanding voice, and she's helped us at a number of events in the past. Uh, Robbie Britt. Uh, actually works for Disney and one of the best baritones I've ever heard, and he's going to do some of my favorite patriotic songs. And Paul Anka is going to do uh, a tribute for us in the middle of the program. Uh, Paul lives out here in Lake Sherwood, and he was gracious enough to help us. So it's going to be world-class entertainment. Yeah, that's something that I'm really encouraging anyone in, you know, in at least the Ventura Conejo Valley areas, if not all of Los Angeles, to really try to make it a point to go out and support and celebrate and have a good time. Um, it's not just celebrating law enforcement. It's really celebrating community. And I think that you have more information available on the Ventura County Sheriff's Foundation website. Um, the, there's another event that's taking place on September 30th, which is sort of a pre-press VIP event for the larger event, not as open to the public. We're um, keeping it um, VIP higher levels. Hopefully people who are able to make significant contributions to the Ventura County Sheriff's Foundation. And that's going to be a very special evening too, Bob, because we have um, retired Secret Service man, um, John Barletta as our speaker. What is your history with with John? Well, we were fortunate to be able to go on a tour of the uh, the Reagan Ranch in Santa Barbara, where you know he spent some of the most enjoyable days of his, of his life and and of his term in president. Uh, Secret Service had a very difficult find, time finding agents that could actually ride with the president because he was a very accomplished uh, horseman and had been in the U.S. Cavalry and. Uh, they they finally were able to find John as about the only one in their ranks that that qualified. He spent 17 years uh, riding the backcountry and really riding all over the world with President Reagan. He's got wonderful, warm, and poignant stories about the president that no one else could tell. Uh, he's he's an absolutely fabulous speaker, and you're kind of enthralled by all the personal insights. And at the private quarters, um, anybody that might. Um, want to sit down with no more than about 30 people. 
in the private quarters dining room at the Ronald Reagan Library. That's certainly something that um, is going to be very, very special, and anybody could call me with, if they want more information, and that's at my office, 818-783-3307. But I also want to say that under Sheriff Mark Ball at 805-654-2383 um, can certainly be spoken about in terms of the many sponsorship opportunities that people can make to keep um, the Ventura County Sheriff's Foundation, which supports the department, on top of their game. And, um, you know, uh, I, we're looking forward to both of those events, obviously, and, um, you know, we really, really hope that people, when they hear the rest of the show, can hear more about some of the programs that they'll be supporting from canines to helicopter to emergency response to safe protocol. And um, that's why we're going to keep you on for a couple of segments, Bob. Anything that you want to add to what I had to say in in the big solicitation for please send your contributions? Well, just in terms of the event on September 30th, it's going to be in the private quarters, uh, President Reagan and Nancy's quarters at the Presidential Library that is not open to the public. It's very rare that anyone has an opportunity uh, to see the private quarters and the exhibits they have there. Uh, there's a beautiful view of the Pacific Ocean about 25 miles away. It's one of the most breathtaking locations you could possibly do. So the venue itself is a real attraction. Oh, I think that it is. Well, listen, we're going to wrap up this segment. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about some of the programs that you've developed and the culture that you've developed to make these programs possible, and we appreciate you being on the air with us, so stand by, and we'll hear more from Sheriff Bob after this commercial break. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com. Women in business today face many challenges in advancing their careers and reaching their goals. There are corporate executives, entrepreneurs, and business owners that have made their mark in business. Now you can learn their secrets and tips. Listen to Women Mean Business as your host, Bonnie Marcus, explores how to thrive in the business environment, navigate the workplace, and climb the corporate ladder. Listen live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and effectively promote yourself today. 
Tune in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's practical, positive solutions for a happy, empowered, and successful life. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. If you have a question or comment, call in at 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Here's Cindy Rakowitz. We're back, and we are celebrating the upcoming retirement of Sheriff Bob Brooks, Sheriff of Ventura County, 37 years of law enforcement service, including 12 years as a sheriff. And we are talking about two events that will help support the Ventura County Sheriff's Foundation, which is really adds resources to the many things that the department needs and does to keep Ventura County safe and efficient. Um, let's talk about some of these programs, Bob. The canine program is pretty well known to people in the greater Conejo Valley area even. Um, you know, it's sort of legendary outside of Ventura County. Let's talk about the canine program and, and some of the areas where the canines provide unbelievable assistance. Yeah, I'd be happy to. It's one of the programs that we're really proud of and has never been a part of the of the sheriff's budget uh, because of the expense. And so the, the canine officers for years were doing bake sales and selling T-shirts and, you know, doing whatever they could to try to keep the program uh, alive. And one of the, uh, you know, the primary missions of the foundation is to assist with those kind of situations. So the we have six kind six six canines now working in patrol. Uh, we have one that is working in our correctional facilities as a narcotics detection dog. And initially those were seen as a safety tool for the officer. Uh, you wouldn't have to go into a dark warehouse search, searching for somebody, and uh, a dog was more efficient in terms of being able to detect things because of their sensory capabilities. But it's expanded since then. And, and one example of the other side of, of canines uh, is a project area that we had here in the Canal Valley that was pretty crime-ridden. It was it was really a hotbed for gang activity. Uh, a lot of immigrants that were afraid of the police because of where they'd come from and not being able to trust that the police were honest and on their side and would be helpful. Uh, and we had trouble finding witnesses and getting cooperation and uh, taking the canines through that community on a Saturday with a couple of our horses uh, we hundreds of kids started pouring out of all of these housing units, dragging their parents with them. Uh, we became accepted from that point on, and, and we do the same thing at schools and uh, a lot of public venues, just making friends for the department, especially with children. Uh, it's been valuable from a public relations point of view and, and certainly from a hardcore law enforcement point of view. Well, no, it's actually brilliant. It's sort of accidental. Well, the kids love the dog, so if we... <laughs> You know what, if we can't go to the community, we're going to bring the community to us, right? 
Right, and so, and they'll drag their parents along with them. That's fantastic. I mean, it's everybody you know talks about it and is very proud of it. But you know, also we are in an area where there's a lot of brush and you know a lot of hills. When it comes to fire response, you've got some copters that can get right to the scene pretty quickly, don't you? They get to the scene very quickly, and that keeps us from having large fires that would occur if we had to wait for helicopters from out of our jurisdiction. By the time they would be able to respond, the you know, local fires would get out of control. And the unseen part of what the helicopters do is they perform over 200 life-saving rescues every year. Uh, and they also work as patrol ships. So a lot of utility, and they support our search and rescue volunteers, which benefit from the Foundation's efforts. Uh, we have hundreds of citizens that have worked for us for 10, 15, sometimes 30 years uh, doing rescues in the backcountry, doing rescues off of hoist from helicopters, uh, and uh, many of their efforts are, and their training and equipment are funded by the Foundation. No, I mean, see, that's amazing, and you've got some nice-looking helicopters, too. Um, you know, I guess, are there other law enforcement agencies that, when they're doing a search, do they call you to supplement what they might have? Within the county, we are the only helicopter unit, uh, and so they all call us here locally, and we also do mutual aid to uh, Santa Barbara, Kern, and Los Angeles counties. Okay, you know, like those days where you where something happens in Los Angeles, where you seem to see, you know, fifteen helicopters going to one place, and then everybody knows something was going wrong. <laughs> Absolutely, and they, my phone rings off the hooks every time our helicopters up because people are wondering what's happening. Yeah, no, I think that's true, and I mean, I guess you have. Um, you know, it, when you're in rural country, I mean, not all of Ventura is rural, but you do have some. You know, you get people lost when they're hiking and stuff. Well, half of the geographic area of Ventura County is National Forest. So we really have a lot. And then we have the Santa Monica Mountain Range that's a conservancy. So, uh, you know, uh, and there's a real emphasis on open space also in Ventura County. So we have an awful lot. And uh, hikers get lost. They get trapped. They get they get isolated by floods. Uh, you know, it's, it's an every weekend occurrence all year long and during the the better you know summer months it's it's almost a daily occurrence yeah well people outside of an area that doesn't have as much rural space might not realize you know people who live in the city might not realize how much work has to be done and a different kind of and a different kind of search when you are rural rather than metropolitan it's um it's it's all very interesting, but every it's great that everybody can feel safe, um, and, and you know, and of course you have a lot of beach. Yes. So you know you have the responsibility, and I'm sure that you're called in, you know, for support in those areas as well. Well, we have a we have a dive team uh, as part of our volunteer efforts, and they respond frequently to uh, areas like Point Magoo and other areas where the surface treacherous. Uh, for rescues, we have boats grounded. Uh, we've had airplanes crash off our shores. We've we've had a little bit of everything, and we find that when you have a dramatic and dynamic event like that, there's never enough staff to do it. So you rely on your volunteers. Every fire evacuation, for example, we're using our, a lot of our volunteers. 
uh, and you rely on mutual aid, and and that's the only way the job gets done, which is why our volunteer efforts are so important. And yes, and 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 they need to be supported. And again, that's why I it's very generous of you to want to use your legacy to celebrate Ventura County Sheriff's Foundation and to hopefully um, attract some sponsors. And your sponsors, donors, have been very, very kind to you over the years. But, you know, you do good work and then you get rewarded, right? I mean, um, but there's an opportunity to continue to support the foundation, um, you know, even after Sheriff Bob retires the foundation should live on in perpetuity and continue to provide these services that we have spoke about a lot during the show, particularly the volunteers that the sheriff depends on to help in emergencies, crisis, and rescue. So um, I'm just going to bring up um, again that there's a large event that's taking place on October 30th that really everybody... Um, is encouraged to find out about and attend, and it's at um, Air Force One Pavilion at the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library. And there's all kinds of entertainment, and Paul Anka will be performing, and, of course, Sheriff Bob will be there. And then on a much more intimate, smaller level, on September 30th, John Barletta, um, retired Secret Service with um, President Ronald Reagan, will be speaking at the private quarters dining room in the Ronald Reagan Library. And, of course, it's another opportunity to spend more time with Sheriff Bond where he could share some of his fabulous stories in all of his years in law enforcement. Um, you know, Bob, we're going to keep you on for one more segment after this commercial break if you have the time because I would like to talk a little bit more about the highlights of your career because you've had many, many, many years in law enforcement in addition to what you've done for Ventura, Ventura County as sheriff. And um, also I wanted to ask you before we end this segment if you had anything to add in terms of the event, since we want to revisit it over and over again so people don't miss the opportunity. Sure. Uh, one one thing that was uh, very poignant for some of our board members and our early sponsors uh, was going out to a training, with, our annual training with hundreds of our sheriff's volunteers and distributing the first checks to the different volunteer units who had never in 50 years of, <laughs> of having volunteer units Ever received anything from the general public? It was a, it was a small token at that point, but it was a tangible thank you. Uh, there were tears in the eyes of volunteers, tears in the eyes of the board members and sponsors, hugs going around. Uh, that's what it's all about. Yeah, I mean, well, when you when you have a community that supports things, I think that you're going to have more of a chance of things going right than things going wrong, and we hear of so much going wrong in these days and times. So when you have a nice little um, microcosm <laughs> that everybody can look at and see what works and what doesn't, um, I'm hoping that it could serve as an example for so many small communities throughout this country so that 
law enforcement can be more respected and that people can understand that, you know, if they give to law enforcement, support law enforcement, volunteer with law enforcement, it really makes it a safer community for them. And I think that you could feel really, really good, Bob, that this is a very huge part of your legacy repetitively throughout the show. You were talking about how, you know, you wanted to bring people out. Um, if people were hesitant to work with law enforcement, you really felt that, you know, whether it was through the canine program where the kids would come out and bring their parents to meet with law enforcement and see how they can support, um, you know, there's always ways to reach out to the community, even with events. The Ventura County Sheriff's Foundation is a great example. Um, and, you know, in your legacy, I hope that, um, you know, other communities can learn from you. We're going to take one more commercial break, Bob, and then um, we're going to wrap up the show by talking about some of your career's highlights and anything you might, anything else you might want to talk about in closing. So stand by. We'll be right back with Sheriff Bob Brooks, and um, don't go away. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At BR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. BR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of BR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.brpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. BR Public Relations. We do it all. www.brpublicrelations.com. In the spirit of Have Couch Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Never be satisfied. Let that be a lesson you take away from Double Time with Double D, featuring businessman and former NFL star Dave Duerson. We'll talk about the NFL with special focuses on the game itself, and Double D will take your calls and answer your emails live on the show. It's not Football 101, but rather an in-depth look in the locker room, on the field, away from the field, and opening up the mind of the player. The program will also feature positive messages. So tune in to Double Time with Double D, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com 
free advice from crisis communications guru Cindy Rakowitz now. Call 866-472-5788. Let's get back to Stars of PR. Here's the host and CEO of BR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. We're finishing up here with Sheriff Bob Brooks in Tura County. We're celebrating his legacy because he's about to retire. And, um, you know, I, I know that my listeners have a lot of questions about law enforcement, but I, I really try to keep them limited. And one of the first questions that I receive via IM is, um, you know, how has law enforcement changed to you over the last 30 years because obviously we came from a time over the last uh, over these years of going from something that was not as easily regulated and not as easily aggravated by this wonderful thing called the internet which includes new kinds of crimes <laughs> like cyber theft um, what have you seen over the last 37 years and significant changes? Well, it's, it's been tremendous. I, when I started in patrol, uh, the patrol cars didn't have air conditioning. They didn't have an AM radio. Uh, if you, you could get dispatch, but if you wanted to talk to the watch commander or get a significant explanation of something, you had to have the watch commander call you at a numbered payphone. So, uh, you know, now we have mobile terminals in the car. We have access to regional uh, databases. We're linked up with other law enforcement agencies. You know, local, state, and federal communication is instant. Uh, it's, it's, it's been a wonderful boon, but on the other hand, uh, it's just a tool, and tools can be used for, for evil as well as for good. And so it's created the need for cyber crimes units. Uh, virtually there's, there's no homicide sexual assault or, um, or drug-involved case where you're not seizing hard drives and cell phones and, uh, you know, having, having to track it. So it's, it's in a tremendous benefit to us. It's also a threat. Um, one of the other real significant things, law enforcement primarily was just catching bad guys that committed crimes and putting them in jail. Uh, it's expanded dramatically because of uh, the emphasis on homeland security and the need for local law enforcement to be involved in terrorist uh, threat protection and also to deal with catastrophic natural disasters. It used to be a fire or, you know, once every decade earthquake was about the only local concern, but now we're dealing with tsunamis and, you know, things that are far more expanded in the role of, of law enforcement um, has become key in, in those as well. I'm the, the director of emergency services for the county and, and the mutual aid director for the Central Coast, and so we have to plan for pandemics and nuclear attacks and things that never would have occurred to us 30 years ago. No, and um, it's, you know, 911 certainly was an eye-opener, I think, to people in law enforcement as well as the general public. I mean, I, you know, I just, I think that, you know, having this kind of attack on U.S. soil, you know, the first time since Pearl Harbor, and listen, Pearl Harbor was still an island. People were able to rationalize it in their heads that Pearl Harbor was still off U.S. soil, even though it was the United States, it's an island, right? Right. Um, but 
being in a metropolis like downtown New York City, I think probably changed a lot of the ways that law enforcement had to um, prepare for things like that. And it requires a new level of partnerships. Uh, I, we belong to the Joint Terrorism Task Force in Los Angeles, uh, the, the Joint Regional Information Center in Los Angeles, so we're now interacting not only with the FBI, which we always have, but the CIA and the military and uh, you know, agents of the Center for Disease Control and, and people that weren't in the law enforcement vocabulary uh, 30 years ago. And it, that it's much more... Synergistic. I think it's more effective. We have a lot more partnerships to rely on. We can get to resources more quickly, uh, but the the growth of the challenges really force us to do that. Right, uh, and I I think that you've certainly seen the sea change in your in your career in terms of you know additional strategic alliances. And when you think of it from a law enforcement and safety um, and emer- emergency preparation standpoint, um, it's, it's probably best for everybody to have these kinds of liaisons and, you know, working together with the people who are accustomed to um, or are specialists in certain areas. Um, but, you know, I think... You know, cybercrime is probably the most current kind of crime that's particularly challenging because it's growing so rampantly. Am I correct? Uh, absolutely. Uh, we were we were having a briefing uh, from the FBI in in Washington on uh, cyber terrorism and cybercrime, and you know, um, you know, they're they're trying to isolate sources, and very many of them are foreign. And uh, I brought up the the point about iPhones and, and now droids that have hundreds of thousands of apps and the potential for malware being associated to or linked to an app, and they said, oh, yeah, we can't even go there. The volume is just so great. We don't know what to do with that. So, I mean, it's you're being infiltrated. People used to have to steal your uh, mail or go through your trash can to get information to steal your identity, and now they can just walk behind you with a, with a reader and... Uh, wave it past your pocket and they've got your information. So, you know, you're always you're always having to react to the new innovation in crime, and as you defeat that, they come up with another innovation and go on. So pub- public awareness and being as careful as you can be is, is always very, very helpful to us. And one of the difficulties with cybercrime is it may come from Eastern Europe. There may be victims all over the world. And, you know, how, you, how do you address that when you're dealing with foreign countries and some of which are relatively primitive, and you're not getting a lot of assistance on the other end. No, it's, I'm sure that this is one of the areas of education and law enforcement that has grown significantly, particularly in how to work with law enforcement in these countries where, you know, we can't even pronounce the country's names, and right. we know that there are hackers there and criminals there that can be very, very disruptive. But let's, okay, let's talk about, let's end the show on a high note, Bob, and let's talk about the highlights of your career. Great. Uh, you know, I discussed a couple in the um, first section, and one of the other things that we're, that we're most proud of is increasing the level of accountability that we have with the public. Uh, our, our philosophy is that we run the Sheriff's Department as if it were a for-profit enterprise. Five of our 
contract cities, which are the bulk of our patrol operations, do business with the sheriff because he's a better economic deal than running their own police department, and they're very, very happy with the service level. So, you know, we reinforce to our staff that we have to earn our right to do this job every day. We have to reinforce the public's trust every day. And so we set about to create a professional standards unit to do internal audits, uh, internal inspections, and to do the same kind of consumer surveys that a private industry might do. Uh, we, we go back and send survey instruments to people that we've taken reports from, people that we've uh, written tickets to, people that we've served civil processes for, uh, the, the whole gamut of, of our operation, and get some very, very valuable feedback. Our approval rating on those surveys is, is always in the high 90 percentile, uh, you know, which is encouraging, but we want to pay attention to the 2 or 3% that we're unhappy with something and make sure we address that. It acts as an early warning system if we have, you know, problem with a uh, with a deputy that hasn't emerged, but what it what it does the the large percentage of the time is reinforce reinforce good behavior and encourage people that are doing the right thing because they get feedback on the surveys. Well, it, just, it certainly seems that a part of what you've done is really, um, you know, reinforce again this team building element, um, feedback element um, to really build upon the capabilities of the sheriff's department. Um, and I think that's one of the things that you like to say is a part of your legacy if you were to boil it down, yeah? Uh, I would say that that's one of the things that we've added to what was already a very good department. I, in my view of being sheriff, is it's like being a manager of an all-star team uh, you know, with a really en- enthusiastic local crowd. We, I, I have some of the most wonderful executives and managers, and and all the way down, uh, you know, through the deputy ranks and our civilian ranks, personnel that you could find anywhere. And we we agonize over who we hire, and we try to keep the standards as high as we can, and we try to train them well, and encourage them well, and and, and deal with a few exceptions that come along. And our community has historically been very interested in public safety, very supportive of public safety. Uh, they're behind us, and and we get a tremendous amount of uh, encouragement from them, and so it, it makes the job so much easier. I'm just really blessed to be able to work with this kind of department in this kind of community. Well, I think they were blessed to have you too, Bob. Oh, thank you. I think they were indeed. Well, listen, people can have the opportunity to meet Bob and say goodbye on their own on October 30th, and I think that there is. There are details on the Ventura County Sheriff's Foundation website. Right. Um, And I really want to thank you for spending the time that you did with us on the show. What's next for you, Bob? Let's end with talking about what's next in a retired sheriff's life. Well, I'm really not ready. I'm, I'm a terrible golfer, and I'm an inpatient fisherman, so... Uh, I do want to have more time to go back and see the grandkids who are, in, who are in Texas. I want to have a little more time to travel. I probably will continue to work or teach uh, or write on some on some level, but I've not had a lot of time to think about that. Uh, my wife said it's not her job to entertain me, so I've got to find something else to do. So got, I'm well, I'm glad that you made that clear. 
<laughs> she, did. She, she already let you know her job description for your post-retirement fast. I, I, you know, she's got a life that she loves and her activities and friends, and so I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to be an anchor that holds her down. But I'm excited about the prospect of doing something different after almost four decades of, of being in the same line of work, and um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to the future. Well, and I'm sure the future is looking forward to you, so go out there and improve your golf part because <laughs> it takes a lot of patience and time. Not sure I have that. All right. Well, listen, thank you again for joining the show. This was a special that was honoring um, Sheriff Bob Brooks, who will be retiring, and there's lots of events that can continue to support the Ventura County Sheriff's Foundation, which very much supports the Ventura County Sheriff's Department, and um, we hope to we we hope to see a lot of you at these events. And for more information about these events, you could call me, Cindy Rakowitz, at eight one eight seven eight three 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 zero seven, and I'll get you all to the right places. Thank you so much, Bob. Thank you, Cindy. All right, you take care. You too. Thank you for listening to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Please come back next Thursday and every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern for more insider information on the world of public relations with Cindy Rakowitz on Stars of PR. See you next week. I am an American Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 